Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so very thankful that I may know that Jesus is living in my house. You know, I know that he is in me. He is in me, I am in him, and together we are in the Father. But you know, he's also abiding in my house. There should be a difference between the house of a believer and the house of a non-believer. You should feel it in the atmosphere, but you should also see it as you enter into the house of a believer. You should see what is the most important thing for this person. You know, as you go into the houses of different people, you will see in the house what is important to them. Maybe it's soccer. Well, you will see the soccer shirts. You will see the footballs and the, and the trophies maybe or, or pictures of their heroes in the sports. Well, maybe it's in music. Well, then you will see the instruments there or other things hanging on the wall or the record collection they have. You know, in your house, it will be visible what is important to you. And in the house of a believer, it should be visible as people visit you what is important to you. And what is important to us should be Jesus Christ. He is the center of it all, of us all, of our whole life. And he should be visible in our house. People should notice it, but not only by the things they see, like a scripture on the wall or maybe a little cross hanging there. Maybe you don't have a cross, but you have a picture of an empty grave. I like that. Some people have a cross on the wall, and that's wonderful to be reminded of what Jesus did for us. But I also like to see a picture of the empty tomb because he is not dead anymore. He is risen. Hallelujah. He is alive. But you know, it should not only be visible in these kind of things. It should also be felt in the spirit. It should be felt. There should be a tranquility, a peace of the Holy Spirit, a joy. It should also be known by what we say or we don't say. No gossip in our house, because Jesus, he is the listener to every conversation. Oh, it should be visible in so many different ways. But you know, sometimes there are things that go on in our household, and we can see it as a hindrance to the things of God. But you know, problems and need in our household don't always have to be a hindrance to the Lord, they can be an opportunity that we can see the Lord at work in our house. If I just go to the scripture of today, it's Mark chapter 1, verse 30, and it says, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. Well, that's the whole scripture for today that I want to base this word upon. It says, Simon, he had a problem in his house. Sickness had come into his house. His mother-in-law was sick, laying on the bed. She was there, maybe in pain, you know, with this high fever, and she could not get up as Jesus entered. She could not honor him in the way she would if she would be healthy. She could not serve him as she would if she would have been healthy. But there was a sickness there. You could say it was a hindrance. It was an obstacle in the house to serve Jesus. It was an obstacle to worship Jesus in the way that we would worship him. But you know, this is not true. But the key part in this scripture is they immediately told Jesus about her. Well, you know, I think this is good advice 
for all of us and for whatever situation you have. You know, never forget to immediately tell Jesus about your need, about your problem, about what's going on in your house. You know, this is the way that I've been raised. Or if we would wake up in the night with fever or with a tummy ache and we would be so sick and we would shout out, you know, Mama, Papa, oh, I'm hurting, I'm in pain. Mama, Papa, come and help me. They would come into the room and they would always lay their hands upon us and say, oh, in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you, oh, touch John right now. Take away this fever. Help him to come through this night. Help him to come through this situation. Heal his tummy, Lord. Bring him to rest, you know. And many times they would speak in tongues. Oh, I remember one day, oh, I was so sick. I was small. And we went to an amusement park, and I got so sick in that amusement park. And we came home, and my parents were on a mission trip, and my sister was with me. And, you know, I remember, oh, she put a a cold cloth on my forehead, a wet cold cloth on my forehead. And she was just sitting there holding my hand, praying in tongues, very softly, very gently, very sweetly, you know. And as long as she was praying, you know, oh, I just felt that peace and that calm as I was struggling through that sickness to get out of it. And, you know, when she would stop praying after you know, maybe a half an hour, or I would say, hey, 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 sister, oh, pray, pray on, pray on, pray on. And then she would start praying again, you know, and that peace would be there. You know, this is how all my brothers and sisters work and how all our children do it, that when there is sickness or when there is some kind of a need in the house, you know, we pray, we pray. Immediately we tell the Father and we continue in prayer. You know, I remember, oh, my father would put his hand on the refrigerator when it was empty. Yeah, They were working for the Lord and didn't always have that income, you know. They didn't have that solid income. They lived by faith. And sometimes with all the family and all the bills of the ministry and everything, the refrigerator would be empty. But, you know, Papa would put his hand on the refrigerator and he would pray. And that would be a powerful prayer of faith as he commanded that refrigerator to be filled up with food once again by the supply of the Lord in Jesus' name. I don't know how it would work or how it would go, but we would eat. Something would be on the table. God always supplied as he prayed. So pray in the house. So my dear friend, I don't want you to be discouraged today. If something entered into your household, That is a problem. That is an obstacle. And maybe you're seeing that obstacle as something that is keeping you away from the Lord, that is keeping you from serving Him. I know it can be so in one way, but on the other hand, it can be a wonderful opportunity to see the Lord at work in your house, in your life. You know, the house of Peter, I don't think it was a rich palace It was not a house that you could find on, you know, those expensive websites where they have those million-dollar listings. No, it was a simple fisherman's house. But, you know, the Lord of glory. Can you just believe of this, man? I tell you, when I say these things, I just want to speak in new tongues and shout out in joy because, you know, Jesus, who was fully God, that became flesh and walked among us, 
He came and entered into that simple house. <laughs> Hallelujah, my dear friend. Isn't this mighty for you? Oh, maybe you are not the rich and maybe you're not the intellectual one or the influential one. Peter wasn't a man like that either. But you know, it says Jesus, the Lord of glory, entered into that home. And it says he stayed in that home. He communed in that home, fellowshiped in that home. Oh, isn't that wonderful that you and me, whoever we were and where we ever came from, maybe a dark life, a sinful life, maybe so many wrongdoings in our life, so far away from God, but yet the Lord of glory, he entered into our house at some point in our life and he stayed and communes in our house. He habitates there. I like that word, habitation. He habitated there. And you know, it's still the same today. And what do we read? We read that he healed that mother-in-law of Peter of her sickness, and immediately she rose up, you know, and served them. Oh, he did a miracle there. So Jesus, he entered into that home. He stayed in that house, and he performed a miracle in that home. My dear friend, I want to inspire you today. I want to encourage you today. Maybe you have something going on in your house, and maybe you're a little bit ashamed of it, or you didn't even want to tell your pastor or your close friends about it. But did you tell Jesus already? Oh, he should be the first one. You know, I see that so many people, you know, the first one they call is a close friend. And then they call a brother or sister or family member. And then they call a church member. And they maybe call their pastor. And they call their doctor. And they call the pharmacy. And they call the ambulance. And they have all these people running around for them. And they have all these people helping them to bring them to the pharmacy or to get the medication for them or to ride them to the hospital. And they have all these workings going around of all these wonderful, sweet people around them helping them. But you know, it never entered into their mind to tell Jesus about it. Oh, my dear friend, that should be the first thing that enters our mind before we call, you know, the doctor or the pharmacy for our medicine. Let us ask the Lord Jesus, and you know, he will enter in. He will stay there, and he will perform that miracle. You know, we can ask the Lord Jesus, and maybe you say, well, you know, I, I asked him, but he did not immediately take my sickness away. Well, you know, my friend, no, that happens also in our life, in the life of me, my wife, and with our children. The miracles did not always happen instantly. But you know, they happened faster through prayer than they would have happened without prayer. Hey, listen to that. They happened faster because of prayer than they would have happened without prayer. You know, they didn't always happen immediately. And yes, sometimes a miracle does not enter or come in the way that we ask for or the way that we would like to see it come. But you know, then we leave it in the hands of God. Then we surrender to the will of the Lord because he is the one that decides over life and over death. And my dear friend, yes, we want to see everyone heal. We want to see everyone to come out of their sickness or their problems. But sometimes we have to go through some difficulties. But it was because of prayer in our house. 
that we came through those valleys, that we came through those dark times, that we were able to carry that cross or that difficulty for the period that we had to carry it. You know, I'm so glad that God, he takes that cross away or he gives the strength to move forward with it. You know, he gives us the power to rise up in those dark times as we are struggling and battling through those valleys. He helps us. He is with us there. And it was prayer, fellowshipping with him, knowing that he is in our home, that he is there carrying us and helping us and and advising us and surrounding us and protecting us and speaking to us and all these other things that he is doing in those times that we know that prayer was the thing that helped us through. Yes, the Lord helped us through. Hallelujah. So my dear friend, the Lord is there. And it says, and immediately they told Jesus about her. That should be a habit. It should be something that we do, but also something that we raise our children to do because it must become a habit. You know, some people, it doesn't enter their mind because they have never been taught this. But I want you to get this as a habit that the first thing that you do is tell Jesus about it. Immediately tell him about whatever is going on in your life. You know, there's one thing I do, though. Oh, many times before I pray, you know, well, of course, there are things that immediately you have to come to business. But else, I always start with a little thanksgiving. I always start with a little praise, with a little worship. I say, oh, God, I thank you that you are here in my home. I thank you that you are already fully in control. You know what is going on exactly. You know it better than I know what's going on in this house, in each heart, in every life, in every circumstance, deep within my body that I can't even see. You know all that's going on around me. But Lord, I thank you that you are there keeping me alive, keeping me standing, oh, keeping me in joy and in peace. And Lord, I ask you right now, Oh, touch my life or touch my son or touch my wife or whatever the circumstances. And Lord, bring us through this time. And you know, the Lord has never failed me. You know, there is no prayer that has fallen on the ground unanswered. God has been faithful to his word. He has been faithful to me as his servant. He has been faithful to us as his children. Oh, and he will be faithful to you. Let me say a prayer for you today. Father, I pray for our listeners today. Oh, you know exactly what is going on in their life. You are fully informed. Oh, you know it in a degree that is much greater than we know what's going on in our life. And Lord, so very simply, I want to worship you today and honor you and thank you that you have never left us alone. You say in your word that you will never leave us or forsake us, that you will be with us all the days of our life, even to the end of the world, you said, you will be with us. And so, Lord, you are with us right now. And I thank you for upholding that promise that you are with us right now, fully informed of our situation. But I want to ask you, Lord, oh, I want to tell you about the needs of my listeners Some, Lord, have family members that are lost. Some are going through a terrible divorce. Some have children that have rebelled against you and have run away like the prodigal son. Lord, some are sick in their body. 
Some are on their deathbed, Lord. Some are aching in their heart. They have a broken heart, Lord. Some, Lord, are so weary and so tired. Some, Lord, have such a depression upon them, or they are so oppressed by the devil. Oh, Father, I ask you right now, oh, as I pray and as they are praying with me and agreeing with me in prayer, touch their life, Lord. Touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Touch them in every aspect of their life, Lord. Move every mountain out of the way. Bring every stronghold of the enemy down, Lord. Lord, slay every giant that is there that is speaking such vile language against them. Lord, I ask you right now, give them the victory. Let them rise up, Lord. Answer them immediately with signs, wonders, and miracles. And Lord, if they need to go through this struggle a little bit longer, I ask you right now, strengthen them, empower them, Lord. Restore your joy in their heart. Let that river of peace flow, Lord. I ask it in the mighty, all-victorious name of Jesus Christ, your Son, who accomplished victory for us, Lord. And Lord, through him, we have a right. We have been given all your blessings, your favor, and your promises. They are all yes and amen in Jesus Christ, your Son. Thank you for this, and thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 